1: Here we are getting ready for the 4th of July weekend and what a great time. You've got three days. Most people have, some have four that you can really do some noodling on your publishing and your writing and the whole thrust of what I wanted to talk about today, and it's just going to be me today with you, um, is a a class I'm starting next week. And I'll talk about what we're going to be doing online. But this class is literally all about how to write a book in four weeks. This is for nonfiction. I mean, it's tough to do a full-blown fiction with all the nuances that you have to do. But how do you write a book in a quick period of time? And I'll tell you, one of the things you have to do is you have to get your act together. So it's, you're past the noodle, I'm going to write a book. You've got to have a topic, but I'm going to get you into some really key points of trying to get your head around. How do you get into writing? Because my mantra, and you've heard me say this for the you know last last month I've been just really grilling it in. But short is the new black. That unless you're into a full-blown entertainment read, that you don't have to worry about, oh, I've got to keep it in you know, 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 words. I can really expand a character development or a really plot going into that you do so often with the fiction side. Nonfiction is a different animal. And that you want to really think about, okay, how can I get my ideas across in a short period of time that someone could read from beginning to end, an airplane ride. Now, you know what? I'm going to give you a round trip. You can bring them home. But I'm not talking about flying from, let's say, Denver, which is where I live, Colorado, to Hong Kong. I'm not, or, or, or Denver to Sydney. I mean, we're talking about a lot, a lot of hours. I'm talking about really getting across because today's nonfiction reader is looking for one thing usually, and it's called a solution to a problem. All right, We want to get to it faster. I mean, just think about it. How many times have you ever gone through a situation where you picked up a book and you've kind of skimmed through it like crazy? Okay, where's the, where's the key points? Where's those bullets I'm looking for? Where's the how-tos um, that will get you t- to that beginning to the end without going through all the scientific data or all the support data? Maybe you know a lot of that. You just what's the new twist here? All right. That's what I'm talking about: is getting here where you have it, and that you can bring it about very quickly um, and try to put it together. So I'm going to give you some key points um, uh, to get you there, and writing through in the beginning to the end. So I'm going to share with you some of the prep work I did for how to write a book in 4 weeks that all my students we have a sold out class face to face and actually I will tell you that right now on the bookshepherd.com website is we're going to be doing an online course for this so this would be ideal for anyone who already has a book out we're going to I'm going to show you how to so repurpose that so quickly but we'll be doing that during August Tuesday nights in August hot August nights and uh get your book there so if you want to join us information is on the bookshepherd.com website and that's going to be very limited because i'm going to be doing a lot of um um offsite coaching with you you know on the phone and with Skype to get you through the process so With that, here's the things that I want you to do, and you've got to start noodling what your topic is. When they come in the door next Tuesday night when I am working with them, they already have to know what the topic is. They may not have the title of their book. It could be a working title, which is fine, but it is all about by the time they're done that night, I will have their title for them because I have a very specific title exercise we do to get that into point. The third thing you have to really know for nonfiction writing is who your reader is as well as what's their pain. And pain is the right word. What's their pain? So that's the problem. Now, the four components, when I was selling my books to New York, which, you know, I did 18 of my 33, and I'm actually working on book number 34 right now, is I did my my 18 books that I sold to New York, was always on this concept, what's the problem, what's the cause, what's the effect, and what's the solution. All right, so when people are looking very quickly through something that they're trying to get hold of so so fast um, that they are they they know what their problem is now they want the pain resolved so you as the expert are going to deliver that in the solution so that's where you will go for it. now the thing that you want to do is you're setting up and putting this together you know your topic okay what's the problem. You should have an idea of a causation because when when you're starting to do this, you've got to get past all your research has got to be done, whether you know your blogging you've done, any articles you've written, um, any uh, 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 articles you've gathered from other people who have written them. This is where you'd highlight, copy, paste. Okay, I can pull this. I can cite this. Yeah, they said it all wrong. I'm going to repurpose this and redo it all in my own words and my style because there's nothing specifically research titled to it. It's just the concept out there, and I'm going to domino off of it, right? No problem with doing that. So you're going to have it all together, and then you're going to start chopping up, okay, what's the natural sequence that this is going to be presented with? Now, I am a humongous believer in stories and using stories um, that uh, that will connect your reader instantly now some some of them maybe be your your own personal stories like about you or it could be someone you've been in contact with. The purpose is that that person who is reading is going to be able to say that she's talking to me. He's He knows me, my God, this could be me, or it could be a scenario, well, you know, this sounds like my cousin George, or, you know, Harvey, this is Harvey, Martha just went through this. So you have that personal connection, and I'm telling you, when you do that very very early on in a chapter, that you bring your person in, your reader in, and they're with you, and you flow through it. Right, so you wanna have those elements in place and so where will they drop in? For and, and just to, to take that, when I'm speaking out on the road, when I know I have a certain size audience, and if I know whether it's dominated with males or females, I know exactly what story I am gonna open up with. And that that's what I want you to do with this chapter development in writing, that as you go along. Okay, so what story would Support or focus on the key element, the key point in my chapter. Now, the other thing is important to remember in chapter development, short is the new black. You, you are not going to develop a 30-page chapter. We're talking about 10 pages or less. We're talking about five pages. Perfect. Key points there's natural breaks in most chapters that can be divvied up. I'm personally, I'm working on right now on a book on, you know, getting motivated and succeed by a, a, an entrepreneur who is just off the wall. He's only 18 and you can't believe what this young man has done already. And that they, the book came in with 30 and 40 pages. Well, that has been just so chopped, 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 chopped into much smaller nuggets and bites that people can move with. And go with. So uh, th- that's the kind of thing that I want you to think about as you go forward here. Now, a couple of other things as we go forward with, you know, the very first, the setup, you know, your preparation to write your book is some critical questions that you might, you might, you should uh, be considering in this process. And the, the first would be moving along the line is That you want to make sure that you know what your book's about. Okay, we covered that. Who your audience is, is, that's critical. Um, And then I also want you to be thinking about, hmm, do we have any other side products that you could sell, you could create off of it? And you never know, for example, you may have, this is how you get to the shorter part, you may have a lot of things that you could reference. Maybe you have worksheets. Uh, maybe your book is a how-to book that's going to have worksheets and really key references. Why not make them? You do a reference within your book and you then will reference over to uh, your website. And guess what? They buy them off of your website. Or maybe, you know, you have worksheets that you include within your website that you then will come off of and you will have that you you will come off and you will be able to cre- create those um, as a duplicate that you actually sell. You have maybe a kit. You bundle some things together. So be thinking about doing those things. And then I also want you to think from is, okay, when I get my, my book done, and we're going to talk about ways to create the book, when I get my book done, how am I going to move this? Is it going to be strictly off my website? Am I going to do it on Amazon? And I'm going to tell you, yes, you are. And I'm, am I going to create an ebook? And I'm going to tell them, yes, you are. Um, am I going to do an ebook exclusively? And I'm going to tell you, no, you're not. It is crazy not to create at least a print on demand model because there's a lot of people that I know I've been frustrated myself when someone says, I only have ebook. Um, and I have not bought it because there are certain books I'm looking for that I actually want have in hand that I can pick up quickly and look at. Um, and the other truth is I'm on a computer all day. The last thing I want to do is to read another book on a screen. I really pull away from that. There are a lot of people, like the majority of people who are like that. Don't leave out your market. All right, make sure your book solve a solution. So are you going to solve solutions within each chapter? Is each chapter going to be laid out with a problem that you're going to resolve in it? Or is it an overall thing that accumulates until you get to the end point? I would encourage you, if that's the, that way, make sure that you have a kind of what I call summing up that will bring it about within the chapter that will do a natural segue to your next chapter. And then you always want to think about as you go through each chapter, is that what value does this bring to your reader um, it, it is certainly important to have that in play And then lastly as we, we come into it uh, we're going to do our first quick break but then you've got to be looking at you know where are you going to be writing and creating this phenomenal thing I'll be right back. this is Judith Broles and you're listening to author you your guide to book publishing
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great
2: information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us
1: even have.
2: Then the hard work starts.
1: You'll need an editor
2: who will design the cover or typeset the pages. Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106design can guide you through the maze.
1: They've helped more than a 1,000 authors create top-quality books and avoid the not-so-reputable self-publishing companies.
2: Learn more at 1106design.com.
1: Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design.
3: Is there a book in you or another author? You will show you how to create, develop and publish your book without being good. With you. If you already have a book out, This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge.
2: First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards logos and more visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be that's nzgraphics.com
0: welcome back to your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask if you want to write and publish a book if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned, and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: Alrighty, righty. So what other thing in getting ready to write your book, that first prep thing is you got to figure out – um Three, these three components. Number one, your mindset. Okay. I'm going to do it. This is the goal. Um, uh, for the next month. And I'm talking about doing this in a month, although you could spread it out, but I'm trying to accelerate what you're doing because I have so many authors who, when they say, oh, I've been working on my book for 14 years and I go, Oh my God, your book is so dated. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, look at things move so fast that you time is of the essence. And moving stuff, especially if you have a very topical topic. Um, it could be groundbreaking, newsbreaking. It's amazing what you can do um, with with extreme focus. Think of it, you know, the extreme sports, extreme writing, extreme focus. So um, what's your mindset? You want to get your head around and be in the right place that this is what you're going to write about. You're the expert, you know, and you need to, by the way, start using expert behind your name. I'm an expert in blank, blank, blank. Um, and you want, you know, I want you to visualize it and even you know, pick up uh, I'm a big person on visualizing and, and do a mock cover. I'm not saying for you to do your cover, but just even write the working title of your cover or just the topic and get it up there and put it. And you know, I'll put it so you can visualize and see it. All right. And then you want to really make sure that you've got to have the right environment. So if you have dogs barking all the time, you know, it's not going to work. If you've got kids running around you all the time, it's not going to work. Um, so find, the, find the place. For me, I've got to have some sun coming in my life. I've got to have, uh, uh, when I'm really into deep diving, I've got to, I have to have water sounds. So I have waterfalls in, around my home um, and I've got a, in, inside and outside. Those are things that are necessities to me. I have been known to get on a cruise ship and actually start and pound out multiple chapters um, on a cruise ship. I've written half a, a book on a cruise ship, and then you come back and you do fine-tuning, but getting that first draft done. I've ended books on a beach, writing. I have to have those kind of things in my environment. That may not be your shtick, but find out what it is and make sure that you have those coming in. I mean, I've always told people I actually get book fat because I, I have my favorite snacks around. Um, and one book I wrote, every time I finished a chapter, I got a whole bag, big bag of M&Ms. I gained 10 pounds on that bloody book. All right, so prep work. So what's your vision, right? And And you're committed. And that's why you're doing it. You've got to be heavily duty committed to this. And this is my another keeper. I'm going to give you a couple keepers. One was short as the new black. Number two is... Um, don't do well what you're, what you have no business doing. And when I say that is that it's very easily to get distracted and pulled away. And you may be, you may be the most amazing party giver. For example, you know, this coming weekend in America, it's 4th of July. Big weekend. Yesterday was Canada Day. Big, you know, a lot of people celebrate Canada Day through Canada, through the whole weekend. Um, and and do that celebration, all right? So that if you if you're a great organizer, but and someone says, you know, oh, you know, Louie, you have got to be the organizer. You know, the big block party, blah 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 blah. And you'd have to say, you know, uh, that it. Uh, I I'm, I thank you, thank you for recognizing how good I am at doing this. But I'm I'm working on this project. I have got to. I'm under commitment. I've got to get it done. So all I can do this year is. Kind to participate and show up. I can't do all the organizing. You've got to say no. If, you, if You've got to say no. You, you've got to do well what you have no business doing. So number two is don't do well what you have no business doing, at least for right now. And number three is if you never say no, your yeses are worthless. It's so important to incorporate no. I mean, you can't do yes all the time. And that goes along with how serious you are in that commitment. Alright, then I want you to do is that, you know, what's the final outcome? And I want you to visualize, you know, my book cover, visualize what's the outcome? Where are you going with this book? Is it going to create an expanding career? Is it going to um, add to your credibility? Yes, it should. Is it going to be something that you're going to shoot out to the media trying to hook on to get some attention that way? Um, is it going to be something that you're going to be sending out to individuals to maybe book you for a speaking gig and here it's coming? This is your, you know, the for, you're the expert of this, this is your forthcoming book. It'll be available within two months, etc. cetera. So what's the purpose of that? It's always good and important to have that in play. And then you you've got that going on now, you need some tools environment, you know your mindset um, and all that. so how are you going to move you forward um, and make sure that your anchor is and and by the way, one of the things that I have in my environment is that if you're the if you're the chief bottle washer and cook in the household. Maybe someone else needs to come in and handle this for you. Or you get down into mini minis uh, on how you do that. So create that um, so you have that in play um, and, and doing that because otherwise you will get off uh, off grid very, very quickly on um putting that together. So so steps in starting to create your manuscript is that I want you to go into Google and do some last minute searching on is there any breaking news in your topic? Very important to do this. And, and you're just gonna, you know, Google. You know, latest news on fill in the blank, whatever it is. And just look it over. Is there anything new or is there any – did something get written um that was an intriguing phraseology? You know, you want to print that out. You want to have that in front of you. Maybe you can, multi, you know, manipulate a little bit and use it. Or maybe you make a direct quote in it. And this goes into the chapter that would be relevant to that. So you're gonna be you, you've had uh you know, you know your topic, problem, cause, effect, solution. So what was the natural sequence that you came through that you wanted these chapters to go into play? A lot of people will ask me, Well, do I start writing chapter one first? Maybe. Maybe Chapter 3, what you thought is maybe Chapter 3 or a topic. And by the way, I sometimes don't have all my chapters laid out as chapters. I think of writing as a puzzle and that in you're doing a puzzle, most people who do puzzles, and we do puzzles in my household, is that you always go for the outline, you, you know, you have to get the, you know, whatever the shape is, whether it's a square or a rectangle or, or something odd, you get that, you go for those pieces that will develop the shape, all right? So that's what your structuring is that you're going to do with that problem cause effect solution. And that's what that structuring is going to do is you start, okay, what kind of chapters will go into them? And you'll start piecing together. And then is in a puzzle piece, a lot of times you'll start to, oh, here's all the reds. Here's here all the browns, different shades of brown. These all kind of go this corner or these two corners you start putting them together and then they start piecing together and there are many times when I thought something was you know the first three chapters I would have found out that they came into play is that you know what they belong later on you move them around and also let me say this about introductions it's very common for nonfiction for people to do introductions and I'm going to tell you don't Because so many will skip an introduction thinking it's really not important. I just want to get into chapter one. And unless it's a real prelude to it, then they get it. I would create it as chapter one because most people put in an introduction really important stuff. And it really is the setup for the entire book. It could be your personal story. Is the setup for the entire book started as chapter one? So they get it from the get-go, skip the introduction. And if you have somebody comes along and says, oh, hot patootie, I'm going to do this, you know, I'll do a, a forward for you, Let that's where that stands. But um introductions usually should be chapter one, just my two bits there. All right, so with this, as we go along, you're going to create this. So you've gathered, you've done a Google for last-minute search. You have, you've gone through, you're going to go through all articles that you've written, any blogs you've written, anything you've written. Do you have a previous book you've written that is related to this or something that you can pull from it? True story, I wrote a book called Gender Traps for McGraw-Hill long, long ago, and that I always knew that the ninth trap that came from a survey of 5,000 women I did in the workplace was a standalone book, and that ninth trap was self-sabotage. When I asked one question, 5,000 responses, you know, what, what are the biggest problems you're encountering in your workplace? Number nine was I undermine myself. I knew that was a standalone book. I always saved all those interviews I had, all the nuggets I had in a separate folder knowing that someday I would come back and I did write, stop stabbing yourself in the back, which did quite well. So what have you done, what have you published that you can pull from? Because one of the great, wonderful things about people who are self-publishers and independent publishers is we can plagiarize ourselves wonderfully well. We don't have to worry about any of this stuff. So pull yourself out. Do that last minute Google search, see any late breaking news, any blogs that you follow, or I would, I would be Googling all top influencers in this expertise area and make sure that there's anything out there and then you're going to stop doing that. You stop because now you're going to start cutting, pasting, putting it together. And one of the critical things that you're going to be doing as you're going along is you're going to look for nuggets, these ahas. Well, when we come back after this next break, I'm going to tell you exactly what you're going to do with these nuggets. This is Judith Browse, and you're listening to your guide to book publishing. We're talking about having how to write a book really fast.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
4: Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Briles, we will provide you with a discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com.
3: This is the TokiNet Radio Network. Radio with a Cutting Edge. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers, creating beautiful and well-made books. We're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers unique needs and expectations our marketing kit can create buzz for your title enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy when you need to test the market to gauge your future sales we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run from ebook to hard copy to delivery our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question at Thompson Shore we know that making the highest quality books requires Requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: Alrighty, So I left you with a nugget. Um, and one of the things that is really important, especially in nonfiction, is that you have think about uh, visual eye candy, and and uh, and we're, and we're t- by the way the size of the book. I don't want to see it really much more than five by eight for a smaller book. Five and a half by eight and a half is absolutely the max today. Don't do not go down the six by nine line. Uh, but five by eight. I mean, I even did my my latest book, which is called the Crowdfunding Guide for Authors and Writers, which I recommend all of you get on Amazon. Is five by seven. In fact, I would recommend that you get it so you have a copy so you can see what a you know this is a ninety six page book. It's in full color, full color throughout. But we're looking for doing short snips, and when you can start creating these books for twelve to fifteen bucks. That, that it, it you know, I could have written a huge book. There's all kinds of components to crowdfunding, but I put all of it in a nutshell kind of thing um, in the Author You Mini Guide series that when you can start doing it, you know, people have less time. They do. It's not they're not lazy. I got in quite an argument with some people saying, Oh, they're lazy. No, people are overloaded. Um and that so I try to put the key essentials, the key elements. This is how you do it, from social media to putting together to the video to et cetera. And that um as you as you pull that together. Then that you, you just really want to think, okay, how can I trim down? So one of my goals was to get to around a hundred page book, which I did. It came in at 96 pages with that. So, and it's a five by seven. I wanted a small book that people could just slip on. They, they could refer to all the time and they wouldn't have to feel like, Oh my God, I have to lug around. One of the things, those nuggets, as I said, I've referred to was the visual candy and that People, uh, unless it's, it's a fiction book, nonfiction does not work as effectively today with the way the day's readers are with line after line after line after line after line in perpetuity of text. So you have to do breakups you know so how are you gonna do breakups you're gonna do subheads you you might have maybe you have uh, maybe you're nifty with your own illustrations and artwork you can draw something in or maybe you have you have rights to something that you can bring it in and um, uh, you can just you know you you've Paid for it, and you can just drop it in, and you can use it. And make sure you have usage. There are also places that you can go to, and you can get. Um, oh, like I like uh, for images, like photo, photo, Phototella, which I think is fairly good for very reasonable rate. You can get um, rights. You know, it could be a buck or two bucks, and you can use these images. All over the place. So, uh, look at those, those kind of things. I don't like to go to iStock and stock photo. If you're going to use photos in there. And, and by the way, if you're going to use photos, make sure you print on white paper. And by the way, nonfiction should be on white paper, not natural or ivory or cream or whatever they want to call it. You want it on white paper for nonfiction books. Fiction books go to the, the natural colors. Um, that you want to, if you're going to have an illustration in, or if you're doing tables or graphs, you know, charts, that will break, that breaks it up. The other thing is I like to use a call out, or for, if it's full page, uh, be a sidebar. But one of the things that I've found that's been so effective with, for my nonfiction writers I work with, is to create call outs. So I'm looking as I'm reading through the text, and I, and I'm, and I'll ask the author, go through it, and if there is one or two mm-hmm uh tidbits within this chapter that if if there is one thing that you don't want that reader to leave without fully grasping what is it highlight it for me And I don't want a paragraph. I want, you know, like a line and highlight it for me. And here's what I do. I will duplicate it. I will carry that up and maybe it'll be a couple of paragraphs before or I will carry it, uh, you know, it could be a full page before. And I will drop it in and I will have it set out. So the interior designer of the book, you know, for what we do in our offices, we just put start box, we duplicate it, drop it in, and then we do end box. So when the interior designer is going through and designing the book, Book, what they will know is think, ah, this is going to be treated special. And, and so we have some customizing, whether it's going to be a wraparound of text, whether it's going to be some kind of a gray shading, whether it's going to be um, a special image that gets dropped in just for that kind of treatment throughout. So when the reader is going through the book and they get used to you and your words and your message and they start seeing these, they will recognize them and think, ah, this is an aha. It's an aha and they will recognize them and it acts as a tease to lead them through. So um, do this um, and it you will make you, it customizes it a little bit and it makes you a little bit different. So that's what I love to do. All right. So you're into your chapter. All right. So how are you going to create your chapter piles and all the information? You can be you can be compiling everything on your computer. I would make sure you have a separate folder for every chapter, or so that it, that chapter, whether it's chapter three, um, and it's on fear. Let's just say you're doing something, and you've got a fear chapter. So all those articles that you have found, whether you've copied them from off the internet, and you just that's where you drop them all in. Okay, then you're going to go through and you're going to highlight those key components. Oh, yeah, that's major message here. You're going to have those key components. You're going to bring those in as you bring it together so that you can start piling. Now, I, I will tell you that I actually would print out uh, sections because I would kind of spread it all out so I could visually, I wanted to see, I'm one of these people, I want to see everything all at once. I got to see it all in front of me. So I have a big table that I will clear out and I will work on. And literally, and then I start assembling, and you can actually start, and I've done this, by the way, the Post-its, and I start moving things around because as I'm starting to bring it together, I will create a board um, and for those of you who have my author you book, creating and building your author um, and, and and book platforms, that I actually took you through my book called "Stabotage: How to Deal with Pitbulls, Snakes, Scorpions, and Slugs in the Healthcare Workplace." And I did a lot of work in healthcare. And as I took it through that, then I had um, uh, I, I created a board, you know, for each chapter that, uh, you know, from the title, you know, the key elements of the chapter, maybe there was an exercise. I had different color post-its that would tell me, and was there, was there an interview? Do I have a quiz in here? Um, do I have call-outs? And I would just have a few words on this very small board for each chapter with post-its on it. Color identity with habit and it would tell me exactly what I'd look for. And then I would have literally a cross section that I knew where that article was or that thing that I'd written myself or already that I was going to pull from. And maybe I could, maybe I already wrote the chapter and it was part of another book and I'm going to drop it in and now just do some tweaking and rewriting, updating it, gussy it up, fill in the blank. And I would bring it all together and I can't tell you how fast that can move you. And all of a sudden, you're going to find, I wrote a chapter today. I started the next chapter. Oh, my God. I have an entire draft done in a couple of weeks. It it is alarming how fast this can go. So you wanna have it it you go through is is you know it could be called a chapter pile. Um but you know it 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 also could just be your your chapter your your chapter log, your chapter folder, whatever it is, get it out and you find what part of that system works for you. As I said, I'm very visual, I gotta see it at all. If I put something in a file, it's almost like you know, today, as you're listening to the show, if it's the first time and it's live, it's a Thursday here in the United States. Um, and it's and it's July 2nd. So that you're thinking, okay, Thursday afternoon, um, and, but Saturday, I'm going to go back and work on it. My Saturday brain sometimes isn't thinking the way the Thursday afternoon brain was. So now I've got to think, if I put it away, where did I put Where did that Thursday brain decide it wanted to go? So I'm one of these people. I have to have it. I have a space. And when I'm working on a book and I've got things out, nobody is allowed to come into my space. Nobody. They can bring me food and drink. But nobody is allowed to come in because I have to have it there. All right. So when you're doing a cross, you've got your, your 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 you know what your title is. We've got an idea of what these key component chapters are because you went through what the problem was. You know, we know the problem is going to kick off the first chapter. Or could or if it's your story, your story may be part of the problems because that's where you let into it. All right, then your second chapter is going to dive down into that problem. You'll get into some causations of what created and it you know. Maybe you created the problem. Who knows? But it's going to get into that the causations. And your the rest of your book is going to have the causations coupled with the effect. It may start giving nuggets to the solution to it. And until you get to the very end, you need to be – and one of the things I would be doing in a nonfiction book is I'd always have kind of bringing it all together, putting it all together. And that is – Usually, a much shorter chapter in the process. Um, and then for me, I always have done at the very end of the book what I call an afterword. And what I want to do with an afterword is to just bring it up and have it that, okay, this is kind of my go get them, you know, kind of my rah rah call to action that they can go on and, you know, life is good and I can do this or, you know, I'm going to resolve this or, you know, whatever it is. But that's how I would do the, like, uh, books a sandwich. You know, you've got bread bread on both sides or lettuce on both sides, however each sandwich. And all those layers that go in the sandwich are those chapters that go together. Um, and each one is a morsel that needs to be salivated as you go through it um, and chew on your nuggets of information as you go forward with that. So, when we come back, we're going to come back with some other key components of putting this together, but you're getting there. This is Judith Bryles, and it's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. <laughs>
3: By the way, Briles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd.
0: This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge.
4: At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask is for you stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: Okay. So we have gone through some of the components Of of creating your book, and that is one is getting yourself organized. All right, so we went we went back. Let's do some recapping here. We're you're going to do that last minute Google search. You're going to think about the problem, the cause, the effect, and the solution. That's what your book is about. For nonfiction, no matter where, whether it's nutrition, whether it's dealing with uh, addiction of something, whether it's dealing with money. Um, personal finance, whether it's dealing with, um, how do you overcome crisis? Whether it's, you know, a whole labyrinth of self-help how-to books, whether it's how to, how to build a deck. You know, there's a problem. I need a deck. Um, what's, what's the cause? Cause it's all mud and I need to get, you know, take care of this. And the effect is if I don't do it, it's just going to be a freaking mess every winter and spring. And that the solution is, ah, I, you know, do which way do I do it? Do I do it with composite deers? Do I do it with a red I mean, how am I going to build this? But the solution is, and you're going to go through it. So cause, problem, cause, effect, solution. And that, with that, so you've identified that key component. You've gone about, you've got your material together, your data, your research and you've got that into piles, whether it's piles on your computer, whether it's piles visually that you have, you've gone through all your old, any old writings that you've had on this area um, that you have expertise in, and you've also researched other people who are top influencers in that area of expertise. And by the way, if you're not following them in social media, in blogging and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, etc., you need to be doing that. So who are these players? Well, you can Google them. Um, and then you become a participant in that and you start building your own vast network. It's very important to do this and you need the to- to push your book out when you come into the promotional marketing side, so you've got your these are the, and they're, they're resources. You may want to quote them. You may and you may want to go back and ask them for endorsements of that. So um, that's very important to do. So the second thing is, and you've got your the, your chapter piles. So whatever you had put together there, and that you've you've had a component and you've brought those out. Um, and again, as I shared with you, I do this very visually. And I have, I have clipped, I have cut, I have copied, I have saved articles sometimes for years that I go back and reference. And I will make a very quick decision saying, you know, this is, you know, this is irrelevant. This is passe. This is so, you know, this, and maybe I wrote it. Whoops. Oh, or maybe someone else's. You toss it. And by the way, when you toss it, I'm talking, get rid of it. Remove it. You don't keep this stuff. It's no, it's deletable garbage at this point. Um, So we have that. And so you've got that all together. That will be your next step that you do. And then the the third step is, as you start moving, you start putting together, and this is where your your storyboarding is going to come together, where I was talking about the post-it notes. And you lay it out. You know, I create, I create spread, a spread. And I have it very visual. I keep it up so I can visually see it where it is so I can refer back to it. And in the first time I did this was a little book on money that I wrote a z- uh, ugh, long time ago when I was in, pr- in doing financial planning. And a long time ago, and I had to put together a how to write a book in 30 days. I have actually redone that three different times and it went from a little pamphlet to a full blown book, book. Um and I just had a grid and I kept looking around what's the logical so I could see the logical order as these things went through and we, we put it together. And then I also in my storyboarding, one of the things that I did is I made sure I had relevant that who who was my reader. I actually made a story story about my ideal reader. You know, was it he or she? It didn't matter. Were they married or were they divorced? Are they single or are they who knows what they were? Do they did they have any addictions? What were their fears? What were their hopes? What were their concerns concerns, did they have any hobbies? Did they have animals in their life? Do you know what did they like to do to play? I could visualize, because sometimes when I would get stuck, I would bring up that person, ah, oh, I know I'm writing for Bertha. Or I'm writing for Bert. Okay, so I could have an imaginary conversation. I know you may think I'm cuckoo, but this is <laughs> what I would do and put it together. So and you want to be able to describe your book. Is it going to be interactive? Are you going to give exercises? Is it going to have humor? Good idea to do it. What kind of stories? Where do those stories fit into as you go along? And you and you want to also know is what motivates you. For me, it's water, sunshine. You know, so if it's a cloudy, gloomy day, yeah, you know, I need to get up there and be inspired. That's part of my inspiration. It's part of my muse on that. And what kind of tools do you need? Are you going, Are you a, a longhand writer, or have you thought about maybe you're a speaker? You know, can you, can you just speak it out and can you get it out that way? So what will help you get yourself move forward to get that real writing going? And the also thing is I wanted you, as I said, to, to create these nuggets. What are those aha, those key elements that you want people to pull together to move them forward with your concept, with your wisdom? with your solutions and part of those will be you know you may have some trigger phrases um, trigger concepts and those are going to be your key points and by the way when you take your books out and you speak on them your chapters should usually be tied in with those key points um, as you go along with that and you have that. So then what you want to do is you've got, you know, as I said, you're going to have your storyboard. Think about talking your book or if you're going to, some people still need to feel and write it. That's okay. I have no problems with that. I used to handwrite things. And then you're going to start going through really the final preparation of your manuscript. I mean, this is a happy dance time is you got through with it. And once you get this all together and I want you to have um, some kind of a closing chapter that brings all your key points your key phrases, your ahas together, you know you're not going to create all the nuggets as you go along, but that 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 the salivating points that will support them, and you will have those so they will have them and then last, I would just have kind of just you know one never more than two pages, and maybe these go together, but one two pages this is you speaking from your heart to your reader. You know, that person that you visualize, that they can go to it, they can have it, they will succeed, they will achieve. Um, and you have motivated them to do that. Just do that within two, just two pages. Better. Say, get through very quick. Uh Aha. If you have references in your books, please do not use footnotes. They're just, they're distracting and they stop people. All right. What I would suggest you do is use endnotes. Um, first of all, I would suggest you try to avoid all of them if possible. And you incorporate in your writing, in your paragraph, you cite what it is that you're referencing. When you're referencing these kind of things that would need a, a footnote, endnote too, I would reference it, you know, according to Sam Smith in his book, blah, 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 he said. All right. Then I would do an indent, drop down, indent, and maybe you have a, a uh, uh, whether it's a sentence or a short paragraph, fill in the blank, that you have that, you quote it, and then you come back out in your regular paragraph uh, uh, talking. You can decide if you want to have a uh, suggested resource section at the very back of your book. My recommendation is instead of putting out a humongous part of, of just a title after title after title, you know, uh, whoever the author is and title after title, what it is, their, who their publisher was, the date, da 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 da. Um, you're gonna, you, you would do that, but I would say why you recommended it. And it could be, you might have, you may have maybe 20, 20 resources. That you will recommend that I would put, if you can subsection them into certain categories, if there's a group that belong there, I would do that. And I would have one or two lines that you write up why you recommend these books, even though you've cited them in, let them do it. I I just think that works a little bit more smoothly um, with that. And then again, for some nonfiction books, um, they need an index, all right, there are people who specialize in doing indexes. I know my offices uh, does them, and we have a very some very sophisticated software that does a deep dive into them. Um, they go die, you know, multiple. They call them layers, multiple layers, and pull them out. And then you make a decision to throw them out, or you can do it yourself. You'll do it with your keywords, your phrases. If you're thinking of an index as you're going through a chapter, I would actually put them. I I use it, you know, an index, I have to used index cards where. I have actually written them down, and you know what, what are the words, topics that I want to make sure that are in the day, index? Then we go back. You cannot do an index until a book is formally laid out so you know the exact page numbers. Don't go down that path with that. Um, and then you want to uh, and then certainly have an editing. Uh, don't edit yourself. I mean, you should edit yourself before you turn it over to a professional editor. And whether you need someone to now do rewriting because you've got the draft done, I don't know. But that, that may be a decision. You may need it more of a developmental content. But the thing is you've got the manuscript. You've got the first draft done. How cool is that? And then you want someone who will do the copy grammar editing um, for that. And then it goes to your layout person. Whoever is going to do that. And if you're going to have someone or you're going to use, um, a template, I, I know that Joel Friedlander makes some very inexpensive templates that look decently, um, decent. I, I, Nick Zillinger, one of our sponsors for the show, does wonderful layouts and, uh, Michelle DeFlippo of 1106 Design. They do, this is what they do professionally. You make a decision on where you want to go. And then then you have it laid out. If you're going to do an index, this is when you add it to it. And then you decide, how am I going to print it? And then the real work then. Yeah, and I have to tell you, what we just did was the easy part. 90% is going to be the marketing. You know, and with that, let's do a wrap-up for a day together. I know I I speak fast. That's one of the things I do. But you can write a book and get a draft done, nonfiction, within a month. But you have to be very focused, very persistent, very motivated. I'd love to have you work with me on one of these courses. This is Judith Bryles. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing.